Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Reverend Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. Father in heaven, we are grateful, we are thankful. We thank you for your presence here, Holy Spirit. We ask that you guide us into your truth, into your word. Take our hearts and remold our hearts. Like a corner, we pray, Lord, that our hearts will not be the same. Beginning this week, uh, a short series, at least for this month, and we are going to talk about something very, very important. Amen. Something very, very important. And we are sharing from our father's book, Anakazo, wow. Compelling Power. Wow. Hallelujah. I believe you are wondering what is this um, I'm, I'm sure by the end of the message you would have understood what it is hallelujah amen, amen. so there are three important Greek words that you need to understand now if you have your book you can turn to chapter 1 and you can read with me in the book and the castle you all should have it in your Macario 40, Macario 60, you all should have it. Amen. Amen. So if you turn with me to chapter 1, you will be preaching with me. Amen. Amen. There are three important Greek words that you need to understand in order to be an effective servant of God to be an effective servant of God to be relevant in the house of God there are three Greek words that you must understand to be an effective evangelist hallelujah to do effective evangelism there are three Greek words and why evangelism because that is what you were created to be that is what you were saved to be hallelujah in ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 the scripture says for we are the workmanship of god we are god's workmanship we are god's workmanship we are god's handiwork hallelujah and he says we are created in christ jesus are you created in christ jesus are you born again have you given your life to Christ? He says we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Unto good works. So there are certain good works that you were created for. 
you were saved unto good works. If you reach, if you read the scripture before that, it says you were saved by faith and not through your works. You, it's not anything that you did. The salvation is not the workmanship of man. Right. Salvation is not the doing of man. Hallelujah. Right. Salvation is not something that was created for by man. Amen. Amen. So your salvation, when God saved you, it is you are saved unto certain good works. Hallelujah. Amen. Unto certain good works. Amen. Amen. And those good works, you will be effective in doing them if you understand these three Greek words that I'm going to talk about today. Now, why Greek words? Why Greek words? Do you want to know a few Greek words? I think as a Christian, you ought to know, you have to be a scholarly Christian. Isn't that so? You ought to know something. Because the Bible was written in Hebrew and in Greek. Amen. Amen. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew and the New Testament was written in Greek. Hallelujah. And between these two languages, the Bible was translated into English. And the first one that we know of that we all use is the King James Version. Hallelujah. And then even that sometimes you don't like to read them. Isn't that so? Many of you don't like to read them. That is why you have to have different versions of the Bible. Now the King James Version was the first translation into English. And whenever you are translating into another language... There are certain things or certain words or certain phrases that you cannot depict exactly in another language. Do you understand? For instance, when you are talking to someone, if I'm speaking to someone who primarily speaks French, and I'm speaking to the person and the person has learned English language as a second language, usually the person will translate or interpret to himself or herself in French to understand and then to give you a response. And so oftentimes you realize that when you're having a conversation with someone, the response is not what you are expecting. (laughs) That's right. Are you listening to me? And that is why translation oftentimes gets certain things missing. There is no one word in a language that exactly translates and depicts all the meaning in another language a lot of times hallelujah and so it is important to have different versions of the bible and that is why there have been several translations hallelujah and so sometimes we want to go back to look at the original word what it means in the original hebrew language or in the original greek language hallelujah and so we are going to look at these three words and i want you to turn with me to luke chapter 14 and we want to read from verse number five or 15 verse number 15 luke chapter 14 and verse number 15 it says are you with me Okay, so you all have to have your Bibles. Okay, you all have to have your Bibles, and you, as a serious 
Christian, you cannot sit in church and fold your arms and look on the screen. The screen is projected, so we all know what we are reading from. But there are certain things that you may have to highlight. And you cannot highlight on the screen. There are certain words that you have to underline. They are important. And you cannot do that on the screen. So everyone should be looking in their Bible when we are reading. Very soon we will start reading together on the screen. And we will have everyone look in their Bibles. So you can highlight and underline things. And these things are helpful. Sometimes you just turn into your Bible and certain scriptures are highlighted and they jump to you. And sometimes you have written notes on them and you just open them and they become a blessing to you. Because that revelation may not come to you again. Amen. Amen. You will read a scripture and a revelation will come to you. It's, it's not always going to be there. So you ought to write them down, underline them, highlight them and write in them. Amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Wonderful. So we are reading together. It says, And when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Say the kingdom of God. Say the kingdom of God. Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then said he unto him, so based on this person's statement, then Jesus spoke or responded with this story. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many and sent his servants at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Here we are. This is a person. Someone comes to Jesus and is talking about the kingdom of God. And Jesus jumped in to 
give him this response. And the response is this story. That a certain man made a great supper. Made a great supper. Now, it takes a lot to make a great supper. That's right. Hallelujah. So he said he made a great supper and bade many. That means he invited many people. Great supper is made for many people. Hallelujah. And then he sent his servant at supper time. I want you to listen very carefully. The man made a great supper and he sent his servant to go and remind the people who have been invited he says he sent a servant to go and say to them that were bidden or that had been invited, come, all things are now ready. The tables are set. The drinks are set. The food is hot. Everything is set. Cutlery arranged. Name tags by each table. Decoration. And the Lord of the house is sitting in his chair waiting for his guest to arrive. And the servant went and they all with one consent as if they all have agreed to come up with an excuse. Amen. To come up with an excuse not to show up. Beloved, we are talking about the kingdom of God. We are talking about the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. They all began with one excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I must needs go. I have to go and check my property. Hallelujah. I pray thee, have me excused. Please, excuse me. I cannot come. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. It is my business. This is my business. I have to go and prove them. I have bought this new car that I'm using for Uber. I have to go and try it. Five of them. I pray thee, have me excuse. And another said, I have, made, I have married a wife. And therefore, I cannot come. So the servant came and told the Lord. The servant came and told the Lord these things. Then the master of the house being angry. Does the master of the house have a right to be angry? Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Amen. The master of the house being angry. You know, the excuses that these people were given are the same excuses that everyone else gives. When they cannot show up in the house of God. I have a job. I've married a new wife. I have a family. 
have a property that I need to attend to. The same excuses that we make. Amen. And we always feel that we have such genuine excuse and we say that God understands. It is just a pastor who doesn't understand. God understands. The Bible says the master of the house was angry. Angry. No matter what the excuse was. The master of the house is angry that you did not show up. The master of the house is angry that your marriage is preventing you from coming. The master of the house is angry that your job is preventing you from coming. The love of money is preventing you from coming. He was angry. God understands. God understands. Jesus was talking about the kingdom of God. Is somebody listening to me? So he said, go out quickly. Go out quickly. They don't want to come leave them. Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city. And bring in hither the poor, the lame, the maimed, and the heart. Bring them here. Anyone that you can find, bring them here. Amen. Amen. And the servant said, Lord, it is done. Thou hast commanded and yet, there is room. Amen. Amen. You see, I want you to see who is remaining in the house and who is working in the house and who is going back and coming in. It's a servant of the Lord. You call yourself a servant, you will be in the house of the Lord. You say you serve God, you will be in the house of God. Is somebody listening to me? He says, there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. That my house may be filled. The first Greek word that we want to talk about here is translated compel. Which means anakazo. A-N-A-G-K-A-Z-O. Anakazo. Compel. Compel. Compel them. He said, go out and compel them that my house may be filled. I want you to listen very carefully. It's not that there was no great supper prepared in the house. The house was not empty because there was no great supper. There was great supper that was prepared. There was great supper in the house of the Lord. The house of God will never be filled if we do not compare people. He said, compel them that my house may be filled. And I cancel them that my house may be filled. Hallelujah. People will choose and find excuse to escape the house of God to do all kinds of things. Beloved, if we are going to have people fill the house of God, we're going to have to compel them. We are going to have to do what? Compel them. I want you to say it with me. We're going to have to do what? 
compel them. Hallelujah. Amen. So what does it mean? Anakazo. It simply means to compel. It also means to necessitate. Necessitate. To make it necessary for them to come. To necessitate. Hallelujah. It also means, number two, to drive. To drive. To drive them. Beloved, the house of God is not filled passively. The house of God is not filled by nice invitations. Oh, come, come, come. You ought to compel them. They were sent invitations. They were bidden to come. But they all had good excuses. Genuine excuse. Every excuse that they gave seemed to be genuine. And seemed to be reasonable. Amen. Amen. Even when someone says, I was tired and I need to sleep. You must understand. But the Lord of the house was angry. Amen. Amen. Number three, it also means to constrain. To constrain that leave no room for the person. The person ought to be in the house of the Lord. To constrain by all means. By all means. Such as use force. Threats. Persuasions. And entreaties. That is an akazo. Wow. Wow. That is anakazo. Wow. <laughs> to use force. Hey, that's one. You will come. You are coming with me. I'm a <laughs> to use threats. Wow. Of course, you are not going to treat. give a threat if you don't come, I'll kill you. <laughs> but use threats. Use threats. If you are not coming with me to church, then I'm not coming to your wedding. That's, That's a threat. That's I'm not coming That's to your house again. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You see, we, 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 we cannot passively fill the house of God. We cannot passively fill the house of God. We must use an akazo. We must use compelling power. Hallelujah. It also means persuasion. To persuade. You see, we have, you see, especially men, they have all kinds of persuasion to persuade women to follow them. They will say all kinds of things, and a woman, a mature professional woman, have been to school, learned woman, will leave her family, leave everything, and run and follow this foolish man. By persuasion. If we are going to fill the house of God, we must know how to persuade people. Amen. People say all kinds of things. All kinds of things to get someone to follow them. They say all kinds of things. How about what are some of the things they tell you? Tell me. They say all that you need to do is just wake up. The rest, I'll take it from there. 
the whole responsibility in life for you if you am the one that you are married to will be that you just wake up in the day the rest i will take it from you and then he says persuasion to persuade people and we have to use entreaties entreaties nice things nice raps and treat people and treat them whatever it is that you can do to entreat people to come in the house is great the supper is great the dinner is great but the place is empty unless we use compelling power to compel people to come in the house will remain empty Amen. Amen. Is somebody listening to me? The second Greek word that you need to know is biazo. Say biazo. How do you spell that? B-I-A-Z-O. Biazo. Hallelujah. Biazo is also another Greek word that is found in the book of Matthew. Hallelujah. Amen. Biazo means to use force or to force one's way into a thing. Hallelujah. Amen. To use force or to force one's way into a thing. Hallelujah. Amen. In Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12, it says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Amen. Amen. The things of God are not taken passively. Amen. Amen. We cannot, uh, we cannot wait passively for things to reach us. We have to force the kingdom of God into our lives. Amen. Amen. There are so many forces, there are so many oppositions, so many things that are fighting your service to the Lord. Have you not realized, even at work, people are giving special time to go out in the cold and smoke cigarettes. They have 15 minutes every so often that you can go out and you'll still be paid those 15 minutes to go and damage your lungs. But there is no such time as every 15 minutes, every so often, to go and pray. If you were to ask for that, they will not give you. Hallelujah. So we have to force the kingdom of God into our lives. There is no room that is designed for you to serve God here on earth. Amen. Amen. If we are going to fill the house of God, we must use force. Hallelujah. This is a quality that is not found among Christians. We are forcefully using and doing everything except when it comes to God's work. We do everything and accomplish everything through with force, with force. 
We are forceful about our jobs. Are we not forceful about our jobs? You see that the way things are going, there's a likelihood that you'll be laid off. And then you force, you work harder, you stay late, you do things to prove that if everyone will be fired, you will be. Amen. 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 Isn't that what we do? We force to get our work done. We take work home. We stay up late to get the work done. We force. When it comes to school, we force. Amen. Amen. We stay up late night to do our schoolwork, to get the paper ready, to get things done. We force. Even when we are sleeping, we drink coffee. We do all kinds of things. And we drink energy boosters. And we force to get the work done. But how many times have you drunk energy boosters so you can be in church? How many, how many of you have drunk energy booster before so that you'll be in church? Just give me a wave. How many of you have drunk something, energy booster or coffee or something so that you can stay up to do your schoolwork? Or to do work? At work? I have drunk coffee at work just so that my mind will be awake and alert. How many of you? You see how many people? But not so many people drink coffee or energy booster so that they'll be... Or to pray, to, to pray. On flow. Is somebody listening to me? We do all kinds of things by force. When we want a beloved, we do things by force. You want someone to marry, you do things by force. What you cannot do, you do it. You can afford it, but you are taking people out to dinner. You yourself, you have never gone to any place, any restaurant to sit down to eat before. But now I'm a force. You sit down and pretend like you are a real gentleman and eat. You have never done that before. But you are forcing gentlemen. Amen. Some of you young ladies, you don't like high heels. You don't like to walk in them. I see sometimes when you are walking around here. You think we don't know. But when you want to get married, you force high heels and you are walking in them here. And then as soon as you get out, you take them out. The guy didn't even come to church today. Why am I worrying myself? He didn't even come to church today. You are forcing and then your toes are hurting. You have all kinds of swelling, all kinds of things in your toes. You go home and put warm things and angry and insulting this guy. If you were not coming to church, why didn't you tell me? Don't they have two pairs of shoes when they come to church? One for the thing and one for the comfort. Amen. Some of you, you say you cannot, when you read, you can't remember. When you read the Bible, you don't understand. When you do this, you don't understand. These things, I don't understand. They give you complex things for school and you can understand them. You don't understand, you take a dictionary because I have to pass this test. My force. But when it comes to the work of God, 
We think force is not necessary, but we are really that we need to take the kingdom of God by force. Hallelujah. Is somebody listening to me? Yeah. You see people who sell all kinds of things. You should see them. Advertisements. Some of you, you have been salesmen and saleswomen before. Real estate agents. Selling all kinds of things to people. But when it comes to the house of God, oh, Reverend, I invited, I called them. You know, this one is giving me this excuse. This one says this. That one says that. Reverend, I've called them three, four times. No response. What should I do? What should you do? What should you do? What did you do when you were selling your real estate business? What did you do? Amen. Amen. We must use force. Say amen. Amen. Says when I think of the forcefulness of people who want to make money at all costs, they want to make money at all costs. You know, there are some people they are determined to make money at all costs. You have targets. Says I realize that Christians have a better reason to be forceful. Why then is it that we Christians behave like lame ducks, toothless ducks, and helpless sparrows? Hallelujah. We become passive when it comes to the work of God. We become passive. We become as if it ought to happen. But the kingdom of God, it needs biazo. Hallelujah. Biazo means to force one's way into thing. To force your way into the thing. Sometimes to force your way into someone's life just so the person will be saved. You have to. You have to. Amen. Amen. If Christianity is going to spread, we are going to have to be a lot more forceful than we are. If the house of God is going to be filled, we ought to be more forceful than we are. This attitude will not fill any great house. I'm telling you. It will not fail any greater. Jesus is the one that told the story. Jesus. He's the one that told all the stories I'm reading this from Jesus. Take it by force. Hallelujah. We must take souls by force. The soul that you have to win, you must take them by force. You have to do everything that you have to do to take them for Christ. Amen. It's not by passivity. It's not that you call and the person didn't respond. It's not like you tested and they have not responded. I'm waiting for a response. I'm waiting for a response. Ask the people who are here. Ask all of them. They have received your text that they have never responded. They will never respond. You have been waiting for a while now. Have you received a response? Amen. Amen. But I believe that when it comes for an interview, you will not wait for a response. You will call them and say, I've sent my resume and I've not heard anything. And you send another one and then you send another resume and then call and then go to the place to find out if they are receiving your messages. Let's do the same thing for the kingdom of God. The next Greek word that I want to share with you is an idea. An idea. A-N-A-I-D-E-I-A. An idea. 
So this is also a Greek word that is used only once in the Bible and it means to be shameless. To be shameless. Amen. Amen. To be shameless. Hallelujah. There's a story in Luke chapter 11. We can read that. Luke chapter 11. Are you being blessed by the message? Luke chapter 11. Verse 8. Well, let's read from verse 5. He says, And he said unto them, You are listening. You are reading. At the same time. Very good. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend? Say a friend. Do you have a friend? He said, which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me and I have nothing to set before him. So he's saying that which of you, you have a friend and then you have received a visitor. A friend of yours has traveled and has come to you, sometimes unannounced. And then you have nothing to offer him, and it's late night, and you can't go to the store. So you go to your friend's door, your next door neighbor, who is a friend, and then you go and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For there is a friend who has arrived from a long journey, and I have nothing to set before him to eat. And then this person, this is late night. And he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not. The door is now shut. It's too late, my friend. I've locked the door. I've closed the door. He said, the door is now shut. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. Wow. Wow. Then Jesus said, I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend. I want you to listen very I'm saying Jesus is the one who told all these stories. He says, though he will not rise and give him. Why? Because he is a friend. Amen. Because he is his friend. Yet, because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needed. Hallelujah. He will rise and give him as many as he needed. Hallelujah. Anadea means shameless. To be shameless. Hallelujah. He says he will rise and give him because of his anadea, because of his importunity. Importunity means that shamelessness. Hallelujah. Because of his shamelessness. I mean, sometimes it's embarrassing to go and beg and ask someone for salt, 
bread and all kinds of things. But you have to put down your, your dignity when you need to feed a friend who has arrived in a late night journey. Amen. So you realize that this story that Jesus is telling, he's saying that friendship did not get him anything. Just so somebody is a friend of yours and you have invited the person nicely, did not get you any result. This niceness at your workplace that you are, you, are, you are not even allowed, you don't even feel comfortable for your friends to know that you are a Christian, it's not helping them. It is shamelessness. Shamelessness. Hallelujah. Shamelessness. He says that this person came and he knocked and he says, friend, you are my friend. I have this visitor. Just give me three loaves of bread. I will pay you next morning. Just give me three loaves. And he says, I will not rise. The door is shut. My family and I are sleeping and I will not wake up. That friendship did not get him anything. But his importunity, his shamelessness, he keeps knocking. He keeps asking. He says, I can't leave this man hungry. Please give me three loaves. That will get him a result. Wow. That will get him a result. Amen. Amen. So that our niceness to our friends, oh, why don't you come to visit me in church? <laughs> Beloved, friendship and niceness, they work in the world. They do not work in the kingdom of God. Wow. Your friendship and niceness will get you an invitation and you will respond to a birthday party. Your friendship and niceness will make you attend the wedding of a friend. By your friendship and niceness, you will not get them to come to church. You will not get them to come to the kingdom of God. It takes shamelessness. Jesus says, for his friend, he will not get up. For friendship, he will not get up. It is his importunity, his anadeia, his shamelessness. It will get him not just three loaves, but it will get him as many as he wants. If we are going to be shameless about Christ, if we are going to be shameless about the gospel, this place will be filled. This place will be filled, not three, not three members, but as many as we need to fill the house of God. It takes shamelessness to stand in the street corner and preach the gospel. It takes shamelessness that you are a big man at work, you wear tie and suit, and you command people, but it takes shamelessness that you put on your t-shirt and your jeans and go to the corner and evangelize. It takes shamelessness. It takes shamelessness. Amen. It takes shamelessness to take a microphone and stand around the street corner and talk about Jesus Christ. Sometimes it makes you look like you are uneducated. Are you listening to me? It makes you look like you are uneducated. But herein lies the power of God. Herein lies the power of God. Are you listening to me? Yes. It is shamelessness. If we are going to be nice and diplomatic, we will never fill the kingdom of God. Many people will go to hell. 
if we are going to be nice. If we are only going to care about ourselves nicely dressed and come to church Sunday after Sunday and we don't care about being, being shameful, we don't care about being embarrassed for Christ, we will never fill this place. I'm telling you. Jesus said, for friends, sometimes you go to work and people are talking about all kinds of things they did on the weekend. Shamelessly. People will talk about going to this club, going to this drinking joint and meeting this guy and went home with him and how good he was with him, with her, shamelessly. And people are, wow, and want more details. And you'll be sitting there and you are so embarrassed to say that you were in church from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And they ask you, what were you doing? What were you doing in the club? What were you doing in the drinking joint? And you are so ashamed. You are so embarrassed. Because they respect you so much. And they think you are highly educated. And you are so ashamed to say that I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the resurrection. I believe in God. I believe there's a God. You are so ashamed to say that. And that is why some of you don't you can't even invite your co-workers to church. But it takes shamelessness. Friendship, it does not work. It takes shamelessness. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? I tell you, the house of God will not be filled passively. Amen. Amen. I said the house of God will not be filled passively. We need an akazo to overcome the people's excuses. They have excuses. They have excuses. We all have excuses. We all have reasons why we shouldn't be here today. We all have reasons why we can't do the work of God. We have a lot of reasons. We all do. Don't you? Don't you have reasons why you shouldn't be here today? We all have reasons. Young men. And young women, we have reasons. We have reasons. And when we give you the reasons, you will understand. You will understand and say, oh, Reverend wasn't here today because of A, B, C, and D. And it makes sense. But the Lord of the house is angry. There is no excuse that is good enough for the Lord of the house to leave his house empty. There is no excuse that is good enough to the Lord of the house. That his house will be empty. He never intended that his house will be empty. So he says, compel them. Go and compel them. And when the servant came back and he saw, he has brought the lame, the blind, the halt, and they have filled the place, and there were still empty seats. He says, I still see empty seats. Go out to the hedges. Go out to the streets. Go out to the sides. And compel everyone that you see. That my house may be filled. It takes the compelling power, the anakazo, to fill the house of God. And we all have to develop that spirit, the spirit of anakazo. Don't be passive. Don't be passive. Don't be passive about the work. Amen. Don't be passive. It takes anakazo. Amen. Amen. Tis force, Amen. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Amen. And it takes an idea. Say anakazo. Say biazo. Biazo. And it takes shamelessness. Say anadea. Anadea. Hallelujah. Amen. That's all time will allow us to share. Clap your hands together for the Lord. And please rise to your feet. Bow your hands with me and pray. Pray to the Lord. He's never intended that his house will be empty. He said there's great, great supper. Great supper that is prepared. The house is not empty. The house is not empty because there is no great supper. There's great supper that has been prepared. Time has been spent. Money has gone in. There is great supper. Sacrifices have been made. Great supper has been prepared. But because the people did not compel them to come in, they yielded to their excuses. Therefore, the house of God remains empty. Beloved, pray for the spirit of Anakazoma. The Anakazoma. The Anakazo woman. The woman with the spirit of Anakazo. Lord, give us the spirit. The ability to compel, to compel, to compel, to compel, to compel family and friends. People that we meet. Lord, give us the boldness. The boldness. He says to entreat them. To entreat, to persuade, to force them. Lord, to necessitate them. To threat them to come in to the house of God. See, the Lord of the house was angry. Where you will be. Be like 
with this powerful message. Come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church located at 1810 Randall Avenue, Bronx, New York at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you.